The Money Doctors is proudly brought to you by leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno Group, the preferred choice for medical and dental professionals and the proud tax and accounting partner of both the Australian Medical Association Victoria and the Australian Dental Association Victoria branch. It's almost overwhelming the number of things you've got to keep in mind when it comes to tax. Today, Nick Fennessy, director at the Bongiorno Group, goes through just some of the blue moon issues that crop up from time to time and that apply to many practitioners. The first item we want to talk about is tax on investments, and in particular, cryptocurrency and NFTs. Now, if you don't want an NFT is, it is called a non-fungible token. If you do invest in them, you will know about them. They're usually pictures or gifts that are created and sold on the crypto market. Usually buy them for Bitcoin or Ethereum, uh, Luna or the alike. And they are considered by the tax office as a crypto as being like shares. So they are normal investments that if you buy and then sell, then you have to have pay any applicable capital gains tax on any gain that you make. So they're traded the same as shares, treated the same as an investment property. You must have a tax incident once you sell those events. So you need to retain all your documentation. It doesn't matter whether they're on the Australian market or overseas markets. You need to be able to show that the tax office what you've bought them for and what you've sold them for. We know these days the tax office are well connected with these cryptocurrency agencies and and markets and they will generally have some sort of knowledge that you have transacted in that in that environment so it's up to you to then come back to the tax office in your tax return with the relevant details that you need to report to them overseas income is the second topic we'll talk about and a lot of people out there will be earning some sort of overseas income even though they're Australian tax residents So as an Australian tax resident, you are taxed on worldwide income. So that's money you earn in Australia at your your workplaces or through your ABN, but it's also any income you receive from anywhere else in the world. Most people's overseas income would involve overseas shares or overseas investments, overseas interest in bank accounts. They all need to be reported through on your Australian tax return. You will have some people out there who have overseas investment properties. Now, they also need to be involved and included in your tax return as well. The tax office has many, many agreements with overseas countries. And if they find out that you haven't been reporting overseas income, then you can expect a knock on the door. So you need to include all overseas income in your Australian tax return. Third topic Rental properties. And in particular, we've seen the the increase in Airbnb properties that have been rented out. As in the previous point, we said the tax office has all these agreements with all these agencies about reporting information through to the tax office. And they do have an agreement with a lot of those Airbnb-style companies, be it stays, Airbnb, whatever it is. So those agencies will report information through to the tax office. Now, of course, as a a legitimate investment property or rental property, you can claim all sorts of expenses so long as you also include the income. But you also have to be mindful that a lot of these places are not only used for investment purposes. 
a lot of people will actually use these properties at some point in the year for their personal usage. So you need to be able to make sure you keep a diary of all those times that you stay down there. And when you do your tax returns, your advisor will applicably apply relevant proportions to your tax return for you to claim during that year. So make sure that you've got a good log of when the property has been rented out and when you've used it yourselves over the year. And finally, we're just touching again on home office. Now, home office is an interesting thing. We had during COVID, a lot of people working from home and therefore a lot of people were saying, I want to claim my home office as a tax deduction and I want to claim some construction or some improvements or interest on my on my loan for my home office. And whilst you can do this, and there are certain rules around this, you have to be mindful that if you are claiming your residential home as a home office, the tax office have set up some rules about what can and can't be claimed. Just because you say you work from home and, and that's where you think your office is, doesn't necessarily mean that the tax office agrees with you from that point of view. So you need to look at the rules about how, what you can claim and what the tax office are looking for. But you also need to be reminded that uh, if you do use your main residence or principal place of residence for a home office, then it may have capital gains tax implications down the road if and or when you sell your main residence. So it's certainly an area that is uh, well worth talking to your advisor about. These are a few of the points that we see as Blue Mooners. And if you've got any questions about them, please let us know. Certainly, rule of thumb is keep as much documentation as you can for the tax office, be prepared and always claim as much as you are allowed to claim. You've been listening to The Money Doctors, proudly brought to you by leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno Group. For more information, please call 03 9863 311 or visit bongiorno.com.au. Please remember this general advice has been prepared without taking account of your objectives, financial situation or needs. You should consider the appropriateness of this advice before acting on it. If this general advice relates to acquiring a financial product, you should obtain a product disclosure statement before deciding to acquire the product.